0: Hey, buddy.
1: Connor, hey. how are you? Great. First time on the Glad pod to be in
0: back a minute. A while. Glad to be here.
2: Been a long time. Uh, <laughs> we also brought in because it is, well, it's no longer the bye week, but it was the bi week. And um, there's one thing about this podcast that has been through multiple iterations and multiple hosts over the years. Uh, I guess we've done this like five years now, five or six years. Um, we've had exactly, and we figured it out, one count them, one female on the podcast as, a, as something that's not a guest uh, since we've started. So Lauren Pickle, welcome to the Illuminati podcast. Hey.
3: Yeah, you guys need some girl up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by
1: RP Electrical Solutions, LLC. a 13 2390 Again, RP Electrical Solutions, LLC. A13-949-2390.
4: Find them on Facebook, Matt.
1: <laughs> RP Electrical Solutions, LLC. So
2: RP Electrical Solutions, so um, when the fact that the lightning almost took out this entire neighborhood earlier today, uh, what would RP Electrical Solutions have been able to do, assuming everything had just flooded and gone crazy?
1: Well, once Tico got their act together and Uh, got you guys electricity back, if something happened, like a fuse box exploded or wirings or anything of that nature, they'd be able to fix it for you. If, you know, during the course of the repairs, you wanted new fixtures in your house, they'd be able to do that as well. Excellent. So again, that's RP. Electrical Solutions at 813-949-2390. Thanks again to our sponsor. RP Electrical Solutions, LLC at 813-949-2390. Okay. So Pickle, (laughs) you've heard this podcast before.
3: Have I?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, we should explain who you are for people who are not on Twitter. So uh, who are you and what do you do for a living?
3: Um, I'm Lauren Pickle or Pickle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Pickle, great. Uh, no, I am uh, an alum of USF. I went there 2010 to 2014. And currently I am the entertainment manager at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Tampa.
2: So go ahead and plug the new thing that Hard Rock actually, I think, opened up today. Right?
3: They haven't fully opened it yet, but the center bar is pretty much open to, for everyone to see and it's pretty much just getting the finishing touches so new bar will be open soon and I'm super excited about it because it's beautiful huge TVs I think it goes like 85 inch TVs 70 inch TVs 65 inch TVs so it's awesome you can see it from all the way across the casino. Hard Rock got money <laughs>
2: it's almost like they're making a few bucks over there I don't know how they do it. We don't, I don't make know.
3: any money. <laughs> I don't know. We're broke uh, come see us help us out. It? Is that the party? Party line. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: um, and also who are you on social media besides a winner of Mike Kelly's t-shirt for your fantastic sign at a football game? Oh boy. Tell talk about the sign and then who are you on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff?
3: Okay. So I'm going to give the sign credit to my boy Cody Allenson. If I had his Twitter handle, I would plug it in here, but I don't. Sorry, Cody. Uh, that's Cody with a K, but we came up with this idea for a sign to get Mike Kelly's attention because we wanted a t-shirt and it was basically uh, Tyree McCants in MC hammer pants. So it said you McCants touch this and his arms could do his windmill motion and we did it every time something good happened. So
2: it was a 3d
3: interactive. So it was, and <laughs> we, uh, it was a very good song. We posted it on the, uh, the Twitter world And it got a lot of attention, and Mike Kelly saw it, and he was like, How can this sign not win? So Cody ended up winning this shirt. He was like, Hey, I want you to have this. So thanks, Cody. Uh, It's just at Cody Allenson, K O D Y A L L E N S O N. You're welcome, Codes. And you on Twitter are? I forget. I think I'm more picks. I changed it so often. It's really annoying. (laughs) Um,
2: Once you get verified, never change it again. Trust me. uh, It's true. (laughs) At Lore Picks. It
3: is at Lore Picks.
2: L-A-U-R-P-I-C-K-S.
3: Yeah. So follow me. I tweet good things sometimes. My sister just got into USF. I was so excited about it. Woo. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. So she's going to Rutgers, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. I told her not to apply there. (laughs) So
1: let's uh, kind of get into it. There's going to be a football game played on Saturday. Um, if you live outside of the 10 Bay Area, it's probably going to be really hard for you to watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you do live inside the 10 Bay Area, it's going to be on Great 38. Great
2: 38, that? exactly. <laughs> Who watches over-the-air TV anymore, like ever?
1: Um, It, it used to be the old WB channel, yeah. if you guys remember that.
0: It's no, nothing. Uh, I think, uh, uh, think it had one-on-one. On on one. The yeah. Kyla Pratt vehicle. It'll be Criminal Minds during the day in USF <laughs> <laughs> <night>. <laughs>
1: Honestly,
3: that sounds like a great day. <laughs> so
1: uh, I think Spectrum... Let me pull it up. Let me pull up the email, because USF's been working really, really hard to... Uh, yes, yeah, so they
3: sent out the it? press
2: release today, but um, it was on your... Like some people had it on their
1: preview guide yeah, exactly. earlier in the week, so we knew this was coming before USF released it. Yep. Um, so Spectrum is channel six or ten oh six for HD. Frontiers channel fourteen or five thirteen. Comcast Xfinity is channel eleven or four thirty five. Directv is thirty eight. Dish is thirty eight. Um, you can. All, it'll also be broadcast on Eleven Sports, which is available via Directv, ATT Universe, and Verizon FiOS and Nessen. So if you live up in the Northeast, this is uh, your shot to watch USF football. It'll be a UMass broadcast because, well, it, you know, they're not ESPN's not going to send some. Not so, pick this game.
2: So the way this works is usually um, with broadcast rights, the home team retains 100% of the rights. And uh, this is what you get for going to Amherst ever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say with the new scheduling philosophy at USF Athletics, this will not happen often. And if some good USF fan out there wants to do a, a solid for the community from anywhere across the country, um, set up a nice big TV or some sort of Twitch stream, stream, baby, and Twitch stream it and Periscope stream it so that people that are out of market can see the game. I don't generally think that stealing content is ever a good idea, um, but this game, it's not like this is the Oklahoma doing the pay-per-view. We're stealing it like, you know, affects. Revenue. I
1: heard that feed was really, really funny, though. Oh, the guy from Oklahoma. Guy, yeah. Because Oklahoma does a pay-per-view once a year. Right. What? The third yeah. tier
2: rights game they get to retain that they
1: get to do a pay per So they do a pay right. t- so per viewed the army game last week and a guy periscoped it. Or no, he Twitch streamed it and uh, he, I I he talked about word. his feet and other th- things. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but there was a lot of people on that Twitch stream uh, watching it towards the end
2: or you can uh, come out to uh, Curtis six park uh, for tailgate taste fest as well, which begins, I think at three 30, which will begin at kickoff um, in the park. They're going to have, they're going to have the USF game on one of the three TVs. Um, they're going to have Florida or two T there's two TVs. One of them's going to get split, but we've got Florida, Florida state, Miami uh, or Florida state, Miami. Um, and what Florida is the LSU. Florida LSU? and usf and Mass, all going on at the same time so it's going to be competitive for space for tvs but if you want to come out and have a good time enjoy some good foods good drinks i oh gonna uh, well get bumped well they're gonna split one of the tvs into it's the only way so which game ends up on the big screen i guess is the, the question that'd be hilarious if it was usf It should be hometown team. Okay. Okay. I'm not making this call, (laughs) by the way, who's they're just going to get the poor people at the event development Institute, which is run by the Tampa Bay sports commission and does a fantastic job. This is like their worst nightmare. Having all three games when you only rent two TVs, (laughs) having all three games at the same time, they do a fantastic job, and no matter what they do, some going to be pissed off. <laughs> so nothing you can do there, but it's going to be a great event, especially if the weather's good. Uh, come by on Saturday. It's wonderful. I'm judging barbecue again. One of my favorite
1: days of the year. That picture of you is just phenomenal.
2: Yeah. I you should. It's, <laughs> that headshot is horrendous. <laughs> and they told me, they're like, come hey, we you get a new headshot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And then it was like, oh, shit, I haven't gotten uh, oh. a new headshot. so You
1: can also listen Wait, to Wait, Colin game. didn't follow through on something? That's insane.
2: Uh, Colin just didn't have, like... <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't actually want to get dressed that's for wild. work appropriately one day. And I have to go get new headshots anyway for my Canadian passport. And I, like, could have totally used those, but of course not.
0: If you're on the go, we have a great iHeartRadio channel. I don't think they get enough credit. It, Jim Lauk and all the Derek Sharp does a great job. They have, like, a three-hour pregame show, and it's you can do it on the iHeartRadio. Bulls Unlimited. So that's another option as well. If you have no way of wa- actually watching... On Saturday. So there's
1: that. Um, So bye week happened. We got about eight minutes of Charlie Strong on Monday during the teleconference, and that was it for the rest of the week.
2: Woo! Great access. But hey, he's going to turn this into a South Florida town. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Shots fired. uh, (laughs) You didn't see the sign when you walked
4: in the door? (laughs) This is shots fired zone right here. (laughs) So it was. What were you doing? What was he doing while you were asking him questions?
1: Well, this was this week. He was eating lunch <laughs> during the. What was days. he eating? He, oh, I should have asked
2: him.
3: Come that.
1: on, Coach. What you what you munching on?
3: <laughs> it's got to be like nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so during the bye week, I uh, with no game, I had plenty of time to break down what went terribly wrong for the USF offense versus the ECU, and three 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 things stood out to me. Um, ECU had a really good game plan against USF. And I think it bore out last week when ECU played Old Dominion, even though ECU gave up 35 points. If, again, we talked about this last week, context matters. ECU didn't allow Old Dominion, allowed Old Dominion 300 yards. They, I think Old Dominion came up with 269 yards. Uh That was a, yards per play for Colin and his yards per play stats still very very good and ECU's uh, defense coordinator David Blackwell continues to prove that he might be a good coach this is the third time in four games that ECU is allowed under 300 yards and it, it just worked perfectly against USF they lined up in what's called a Y9 technique where they put their two best speed rushers on the far outside shoulders of the tackles and just kind of isolate them, take them out of the play, bring pressure up the middle. And against USF, that's where you want to bring the pressure because the left tack, the left guard, the center have outside of this year have not played. Either uh, if it was Demetrius Harris, a redshirt freshman, or Hal Roberson and center Michael Wiggs, who is replacing Cam Ruff, and it's honestly not been great so far. So somebody grew up on the Eagles defenses
2: of Jim Johnson, the wide nine is uh, super effective for a lot of reasons, but one of them is is that it does force your best tackle to go out and have to block that guy because there's literally nobody else to block him. So you force the angle, in, and you basically can – can isolate a tackle from having to do anything else. You can sort of take them out of the play and the defense can play 10 on 10. And then once you do that enough, if they over adjust, you can then loop the wide nine guy back in in some sort of stunt or twist. And then he comes up the middle and like an a gap and then, Oh, you've over adjusted. So now you've got a tackle sitting on the outside blocking air and you've got a guard and a center that are can't over account for the mismatch. And then you're in deep trouble. Yep.
1: There was so. one particular play in the third quarter where Michael Wig snaps the ball before anyone's ready. And it's a, They do the loop and he basically gets hit from he gets hit at the hip and it's basically like an NFL blitz style. hit. if you ever played NFL blitz, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It like the guy was horizontal and it it was those kind of things that we that the offensive line kind of caused the offense to sputter and not do as well as it should. Uh, We can see how well the offense can be against Georgia Tech and against Illinois when there's protection. But again, with the wide nine technique, it forces the quarterback to only be able to step up because you can't escape because there's two outside rushers kind of setting the edge, if you will. And when Barnett steps up, the offensive line is getting pushed back into him. It was just a cluster the entire night. Uh, We did see the, the offensive line had two fantastic plays. Darnell Solomon's long touchdown pass Barnett had about five seconds to throw the ball Like he could have sat there all day and then on Jordan Cronkright's 80 yard touchdown run to win the game Michael Wiggs and Hal Robinson were able to get to the second level clear the space the safety made a mistake and crashed down and It was just open field for Jordan. So two good plays mostly bad I think Eric Mays is probably the only offensive lineman that graded out as a winner last uh, or two weeks ago now um, but that needs to get shored up. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get some answers tomorrow when we talk to offense coordinator Sterling Gilbert and what they want to do to fix that problem. And then also injuries. Injuries have been a huge problem this year. Um, I, I've said it. It's the season from hell injury-wise for USF. We've got Duran Bell, Jordan Cronkright, Trevon Sands, Elijah Mack, Rasheem Bronson, Jannard Phillips, Terrence Horn, who's out for the entire season with torn ACL. Mitch Wilcox missed the second half, and your starting left guard, who started the first two games, missed the last two games. Those are all key players who have missed at least one game or extended periods of time. Jordan Conkroy come back, and he's been very good, but without Durant Bell, who is the speed guy in that backfield, and then you're running out true freshman Johnny Ford, who, God love him. There were some pass protection plays where he tried to upend a guy, and it The guy kind of just like pushed him down because he's 5'5". You're not going to do pass pro with him. When you get those guys back, it may help the offense. You know, injuries are always an excuse, but I'm telling you. We're really beat up. We're really beat up. The bye week literally like coaches say it came at the perfect time this literally came at the perfect time
2: we'd have been in trouble against energy pickle i have a sidebar uh pickle i have a question Mm -hmm. we just like whooped out on like Mm -hmm. wide nine and twists and stunts and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um you are probably if not the biggest one of the biggest usf fans that i know that is female Hmm. do you care about any of that shit
3: Um, I would have to say like a little bit, right? Like, honestly, when I hear you guys talking about it, I can picture it and I can see it. But that's just because I am such a big fan. Right. I wouldn't be able to talk about that myself. Like, I don't know what a wide nine is, but like Mm -hmm. I can now that you've said it and you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And, And I pay attention. So I think I mean, guys are just very into like. the the words of everything (laughs) and like what everything is and I feel like females who are super into football who really like it or whatever they can see what's happening and then they know what's wrong or they can see like what's going on and they just don't know what it's called like that. I'm I'm not afraid to say that. I'm like, I don't know what any of that's called.
2: But you were bitching about dive plays as much as anybody. So I just figured out what a dive was. Well, absolutely.
3: <laughs> well, when you see it, I enough. mean,
1: no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so mm. uh, I talked to, I talked to coach yesterday during the teleconference and he said that, <laughs> how'd that go? Um, it was, it was just, it was basically just me and him talking. Right. Um, What's up, coach? And, and, I mean, to be fair, they had their press conference literally 30 minutes before coach got on the media call. Uh, I wasn't, I was at work and took some time off and kind of was like, hey, let me make this phone call real
0: quick. A random Temple guy didn't chime in this time. No, no. I'm sorry, it rambly, I didn't mean, no. didn't mean to do that.
1: Oh, no, I didn't want to talk to this coach. I, I got the wrong coach. Uh, so he said that Duran Bell and Elijah Mack are still day to day more of a game time decision said that Mitchell Wilcox will be ready for game time. Uh, we've heard coaches lie before, but I think he might be telling the truth here. Uh, what's been weird is we brought D'Angelo Antoine back from safety to wide receiver in the slot. And what's been missed is we knew that Rasheem Bronson was out in the first game, but Janar Phillips hasn't been seen from since the first game either. So he must be nursing an injury. We don't know because they don't tell us. And Trevon Sands, he'll probably uh, make. He'll he'll be able to play. He'll make the uh, the travel roster. Who knows about Demetrius Harris and who knows about any of the defenders? We'll find out on Saturday. So
2: Nate, it's almost like first of all, when you get the travel roster those have always been 100% accurate right like we've never had a player not make a travel roster no. make a travel roster and then not end up actually on the plane that never happens not not even a little bit and then so when we do find out about injuries and in the best interest of the program we hold those injuries so that way we don't make anybody too upset and then We say, hey, can you get back to us on this injury? And then nobody gets back to us. And then they tweet out and talk about the injury that we knew about hours, if not days before. um, And nobody recalls us. How does that make you feel as somebody who covers this program day to day in a city that's supposed to be becoming a South Florida city?
1: Um, Not great. And I mean, there's some I, I mean, we cover probably more sports than any other South Florida media outlet does. Probably. Well, I one We just
2: to. had the volleyball coach on They dude. don't know that
1: yet. <laughs> oh, is that at the end? That's <laughs> gonna be at the end. Oh my
2: bad. <laughs> they don't know that.
3: A spoiler alert. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on.
2: Wow. Whoa. Guys, we didn't tape this in order. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> a
1: little behind the curtain for you. <laughs> That's some inside baseball for you right there. Um I mean, yeah, I mean, we did have someone out at women's soccer game that happened a Friday. Happened on a Friday. It was scheduled that Wednesday Uh, and we cover that we we covered that we can't get a phone call back but hey South Florida City hey but um real quick back to the game um from ECU Uh, when Mitch Wilcox went out USF went to a 10 personnel which is four wide receivers one running back and it didn't work at all (laughs) it it just it was after the quarterback goal it was terrible um You can see the difference with and without Wilcox in the game. And it sucks to say, but man, Kano Dillon sure would have been helpful last Saturday. And he he, he caught one pass for Oregon last week, and it was for a 30-yard touchdown. The second TD of the season for the Ducks. Man, he was missed. And I think Ole Miss transfer Jacob Mathis is probably going to be pretty good, but he was not good on... Saturday, his blocking was suspect, and it was it was definitely not up to par as Mitchell Cox's has been for three seasons, and that was definitely missed. Especially when the offensive line was struggling so much, they can't really run the ball well. Um, but we'll hopefully get that back. And yeah, um, kicker Jake Vinnello is apparently hurt. Charlie just dropped that into his press conference yesterday.
3: He always looks hurt. <laughs>
1: Um. yeah so Trent Schneider he's still hurt but he'll still bomb at 50 plus yards because he's an Australian and that's what they do so we'll go from there Um. so yeah I mean what else you guys want to talk about there's UMass game Um, they're really good offensively Really good or right. like middle of the path? They're really good. Really? Yeah, let me, um, let me pull up their stat
0: profile. Like,
2: I thought it was like 50s they're or 60s scoring,
0: offensively. They're averaging 42 points a game. They've scored 42 or more three times, and then they're six. The only problem is they literally have one of the worst defenses. They allow... One twenty third, I think, is what I saw. One twenty fifth, one twenty
2: five. So
1: are you talking defensive S&P is one twenty third? Yeah. 123rd, 123rd. Talking total offense. Yeah. Fifty nine uh, special teams is also a train wreck. So we got that going for us. Uh, <laughs> um, they lost uh, to Ohio last week, 58 to 42. And I think the big thing that we need to kind of discuss is uh, head coach Mark Whipple. The phrasing, man. Just rough. real, real bad
2: phrasing. Real oh, rough. Um, as a woman,
1: are you glad he's suspended? Um, I just—that's just, like asking a, as <laughs> no, a woman in sports. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I'm saying
2: like as a guy, I I thought it was worth a week. I don't um, know if somebody think, might think it's worth more.
3: I honestly, I'm kind of glad that something happened about it because I feel like if it was a higher end team it might not have happened
1: like uh, a team mm-hmm. from That's Ohio
3: correct <laughs> or should I just be quiet
1: uh, just, oh, just silence. I think we just need to be quiet be I guess be silence is golden Quite silent
3: I have a question What's up? I don't know these things um, when do you get the travel rosters
1: um, I will get them at 327 <laughs> off. right before kickoff <laughs> yeah oh, I have great. to ask for it great Okay, Joey Knight will probably have it an hour or two before he goes. If, if maybe if, yeah, maybe. if, if he go- travels, he, in. If yeah, I was like, is going. he going? I mean, it's a three-hour Uber from uh, Logan to Amherst. Is there a closer airport that you can get to? Just run a car.
2: Yeah, one, I thought it was. Um, somebody told me it was an hour and a half. Is that not
1: right? Oh, I uh, maybe it was when I looked at the maps. Okay. but when I, like it was like two hours and forty minutes. Oh my god, from Logan yes. International to Amherst, and I was like, fuck that. I was not. I was like, well, maybe, and then I was like, nah, this wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. Like how, like a three-hour Uber, how much is that? Like 80, 90 bucks, maybe more? Even rent a car, though. I mean, you know.
2: But it's still, look, this trip is a...
1: You're going to rent a car to drive around Amherst? Fair. (laughs)
2: Look, to to be fair, though, I mean, this trip is a royal pain in the ass. Like, for anybody who wants to go, it's a bad team on the road. Like, if you want to stay in Boston for a couple of days and maybe, like, sightsee in Boston during a playoff run for... For the socks, I kind of get it, but otherwise, as a one off, it's
0: tough. I told you this on Saturday USF should never be going to UMass, it just doesn't make any sense. It just, Even as a two for one, if it, it was, which it, it's it, not,
1: it. It. it was a one, it's a one and one, right? It is a one and one. No, USF
0: should never, they should only be coming. Do
1: we year. know who uh signed that contract? Is he, I mean, he's clearly no longer with the school, but was it the, the guy that just left or the guy before him? I believe it was the guy that just left.
3: Are we not using his name for? No,
2: reasons? we can say his name. Mark Carlin. I okay. believe Mark Carlin signed this contract.
4: Okay.
1: Mark Marlin. No, Mark Marlin. Marlin. <laughs> so not only did he do a one for one with UMass, he also didn't uh, apply to host a regional. So, well, that will.
2: That that, about. that is still never acceptable under any circumstances. But it says it's 40. It's a uh, 54 minutes from Hartford. There is a JetBlue direct to Hartford. Because I've taken it. To, I, okay. That's what I take to go to the conference tournament for the women. That's um, not bad. I
4: one state and driving to another.
2: <laughs> New England. <laughs> no big deal, though. It's New England. Like, Rhode Island. Like, you fly in somewhere. Like, I fly into or, uh, Connecticut to go to Rhode Island for,
1: you know, stuff. It's just, you know. I just
3: do You guys, look at all of our phones. Wow. Has all like, the USF things. We have all three oh, of them. All three of the different oh, wow. ones. <laughs> I know. That's oh, you
1: cute. Guys are so cute. Adorable. Um, so, <laughs> UMass, uh, they have a really good wide receiver, Andy Isabella. He has 41 catches for 648 yards and seven touchdowns. He's been targeted 58 times, so he has a 70.7%. In catch wow! in
3: four games. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. He's averaging fifteen point eight yards per catch and eleven point two yards per target. Uh he's
4: they have like a senior laden offense that's just really good together.
1: Yeah, though. they're their running back's also a senior, the quarterback's a senior. What uh, could go wrong? What could go wrong?
3: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> their what best, could go wrong? Uh, DB is local. He went to Blake High School uh, here in Tampa. He had a pick six last week in their loss against Ohio. So, What's his name? His, his name is Isaiah Rogers. I believe he's up there.
1: Right yep. There. He has 22 tackles, two yep. tackles for loss, a run stuff, and a pick. So I think we all agree
2: that um, – well, by the way, the spread's 14. It's held pretty steady, um, which – doesn't it feel like this game should be USF like twenty eight on under, under mm-hmm. what should be normal circumstances? But it is only fourteen, and so. But here's UMass's results as we talk about it. They lost to BC by thirty four. They lost to Georgia Southern by twenty one. They lost to FIU by thirty nine, and then they did beat Charlotte. But Charlotte, um, I know the offensive statistics are pretty good, and the, and these defensive numbers are. A tr- I mean, they gave up sixty three to FIU, but should we don't have a reason to worry here, do we? Like. Like we can go relax and have a good time on (laughs) Saturday.
3: Okay. well, one, I've learned that we should never just relax. Um,
2: (laughs) We are USF.
3: uh, I think I've had many heart attacks already during the season, and this is one of our probably better seasons that we've had so far. (laughs) So, ooh.
1: yeah, man, Uh, they have a linebacker who is putting up insane numbers. Uh, Brighton Barr He's a senior. He has 57 and a half tackles. In
4: four games, Brighton Bar sounds like a Photoshop edit p- thing. Like Brighton, <laughs> <It> does <laughs> Sorry, I see? Sorry, cut that out. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: he has uh, six and a half tackles for loss and eighteen run stuffs. That like that's crazy numbers. I think Kalim McGee through four games has like thirty four tackles. He's our leading tackler. Like that, like f- nearly sixty tackles in four games is insane. Okay, but UMass. 5.7 yards per play,
2: 57th in the country. This is a lights-out offense against that schedule?
5: Really? Really? They
1: put up points, man.
2: <sighs> I don't know. Like, predictive rank 114. and S&P 125 overall, I believe? 125, yes. 125, 125 overall? Sorry. You know what? There's only 130 teams, and one of them is UTEP, who apparently is barely a varsity. So... <laughs> Apparently, UTEP <laughs> could be fair. historically, like, the worst team in FBS in, like, 20 years. Really? Like, they might be that bad. Yeah. They they don't have any players anymore because they all quit. So, and they live in El Paso. So, <laughs> not a lot of options there. Um, eh, it's, yeah, it's really bad. So, anyway, 5.7. They're, hang, they're hanging in there. 5.7 yards per play. They concede 6.9. Um, their opponent's completion percentage is 70. Uh, and opponents are converting on 47%. And 93% in the red zone. We really should be worried here. Like, it just seems like on the numbers, like, this team isn't that good. Like, we're going to panic and worry, but we've had a bye week. The weather should be fine this time of year, like, at least not freezing. I feel like we should be okay, even if we're not very good. I think they're just terrible. This is my theory of USF continuing, which is, it's not that we're great. It's just that everybody we play sucks.
1: Um, yeah, Probably. Uh, I, I think we're going to get nine wins agree. just because con- the the schedule
0: <laughs> goes really bad. Agree. The,
1: the the schedule is just so horrific that we'll we'll sleepwalk into nine wins.
0: Fun right. stat: uh, USF has won seven straight games when they've had a week or more to prepare. Do you know when the last time they lost was?
4: Probably Rutgers.
0: <laughs> nope. It was the 2015 Miami Beach Bowl was the last time they oh. lost a game. Wow! When they've had over a week, a week or more to prepare, and legit that's seven and Western
2: Kentucky was just way better than us. Like no joke, they were just a better team.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was before Mike White. That was Brandon Doty. Mm-hmm. That guy. So that's kind of a cool. That was step. a great game. That was fun. That was a, that was that was a game. What I mean,
4: I was there. They charged nine dollars for sushi. It was pretty interesting. There sushi at a sushi? football game slash baseball stadium. Uh,
0: Marlins Park. No. Oh yeah, mm. great fit in the press box. <laughs> I sweet
2: bet. life great t- great time in the beach by the way too for the pregame the pregame oh and the, the party the night be- like two nights before with all the bowl executives and everything oh on a rooftop in downtown Miami delightful is that he- where
4: Matthias Chabadi was
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll ever know what happened okay. to him man and no, then we oh, got outnumbered got, by Western Kentucky fans he How liked about me on that? an that was great
2: really oh really oh can we discuss like players that have Howard hoarded pickle like you don't have
3: to use names <laughs> how, yeah, how many players have many shot players players have their Howard shot how um. many
2: players have shot their shot
3: uh let me open my twitter <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: By um, way, I, I, you don't have to reveal your age lady never does but is it fair to say you are significantly
3: older than some of these gentlemen yes <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, one of my responses was oh baby no <laughs> <laughs> um we're at three right now
2: and you're not even that far down the line.
3: no <laughs> make it four <laughs> okay oh it
2: spreads uh, up to 14 and a half
1: oh yeah yeah um. Let's see. Oh, there's someone. Oh, uh, this is from uh, Matt at Tampa Bull Rider. Which flavor of wings should I get at Wings Amherst for what will probably be one of less than half a dozen USF tailgates in Amherst that day? He's leaning towards Sriracha Yaki, so a mix of Sriracha and teriyaki. First of all, you go, you're going to Amherst. You made a huge mistake. <laughs> But
2: I, I know Matt, like Matt's a friend. He like of all the great travel games this year. I, I know he's he's got a kid at home and all that. But like, come on, dude. Half a dozen this one? USF tailgates seems generous.
1: It does. <laughs> <laughs> is um, is uh, the tailgate that we go to, are they heading up there?
2: No, nobody's going. Nobody's going to this game. Um, Actually, I was just in before we started the podcast, I was texting back and forth with one of the members of our alumni association in Houston. And she gave us a few places to go um, and also a few bars. And so we're putting them all together in an email. And if you're going to be in Houston for that game, uh, we're going to have a little thing the night before come by. So jealous. Yeah. There's like a she called it. I want to get this right. Right. Edo, like E A D O. Apparently, that's like like I guess east of downtown. That's like a neighborhood. Hmm. Yeah, a bunch of bars in Edo. E A.
3: I was just there. And I don't know.
2: Never heard of it. No. Okay, well that's that's why yes, the local. <laughs> but um, she's gonna put something together. So if you're going to Houston, uh, block out the night before. Come out, come have a couple beverages with us, and then uh, the tailgate we'll figure out later. Um, hopefully oh, we'll be doing yeah. the same thing we do in Chicago.
3: No, I know where that is. You should go to Truckyard, Houston. It's new. I went there this week and it's awesome.
2: She said Truckyard too, so that's a good sign.
3: See, I know my stuff.
2: She said Pitch 25, Eighth Wonder Brewery. Eighth
3: Wonder Brewery. Yep.
2: Arnold's Brewery.
3: And Um, then on Thursday nights at Little Woodrow's, there's turtle races.
1: And then there's a bovine. That is so fucking Texas. (laughs) It's so cool. (laughs) I
3: went last year when I went to the SMU game, uh, we went to Houston first and then drove up to Dallas. But it was really fun. And don't go to Shot Bar ever. You'll die. (laughs)
1: like from the alcohol or just
3: i mean it's called shot bar
2: (laughs) is that like our five bucks drinkery like no
3: so basically they have this huge wheel and so it's red or black and you tell the bartender okay i bet on red or i bet on black if it lands on black it's free if it lands on the other color you have to pay for it and they're all shots wow yeah um, and you never win. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't win ever. It's,
2: it's like the roulette wheel out of Casablanca. They like you know. Okay, spin the wheel, and they got like a little switch underneath. The
1: like
3: right, exactly. <laughs> you know,
1: um, <laughs>
3: best,
4: best <favorite> roulette
3: ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got a question from uh, Cam Weed, uh, Cam underscore Weed on Twitter. Uh, which true freshman has impressed you most so far? And do you expect any freshmen that have been seeing a lot of playing time to be richer now that the grace period is over? So I went through and singled out uh how many games each freshman has played johnny ford has two more games before the red shirt or to not red shirt happens i think he's probably carved out a spot um as we mentioned terrence, terrence horns out for the season he only played in three games got the red shirt uh tyrone barber um UMass will be his fifth game. I doubt they'll take him off the field. Uh, Rashawn Yates also, um, he's only played three games because he missed against ECU. If he's back, it'll be his fourth game. and They'll make a decision after that. I doubt uh, he'll miss it. Uh, Donovan Jennings, uh, offensive tackle, and Brad Cecil, the true freshman center. uh, They're both at four games and they played special teams. So it's going to be super interesting to see if they try to keep them off the field to retain that eligibility. But the only thing is Cecil is the backup center and Dent Jennings is the backup left tackle. So if Mays or Wiggs go down or they start playing poorly or worse than they have already, we may see some changes there. You're a large guy. They should
2: probably put you on the team plane if you cover the game. And if not, you know, stick your ass out on the field because they got depth problems.
1: It's young. They're just very, very young. Um, linebacker Antonio Greer is also at four games. He'll probably play Vincent Davis. DB, he's at four games. It'll be interesting to see if he plays because if they're if they get healthy, if Bentley Sanders and Jamon Thomas are able to play on the defensive side of the ball, not just special teams, maybe they hold back on him. But he's been impressive through four games so i mean there's that um let's see we got some we got a bunch of twitter questions Rising um fire. let's see colin do you have any from yesterday that you kind of want to talk about oh from my yeah. thing that i did yesterday hold on oh uh sean Carruthers at bucks and bulls um he listened to the podcast on delay and then he thinks it'd be funny if we Went over our bad takes and how terrible they were. Like how Memphis is going to scald Tulane. Yes. <laughs> yep.
0: About so, whoops.
1: <laughs> um, Fake news. It would require us to listen to the podcast twice. Because, I mean, we've got to listen to it once for the... <laughs> but then we would have to listen to it again. And oh, man, I if mean, there was
4: only somebody who did
1: that.
0: <laughs> but but okay, so... Sometimes three times. <laughs>
1: Man, I mean, if you want to go ahead and I mean, that's that's torture. God bless your heart. You, that's hazard pay. We need to give you Sandy's hazard pay for men's
3: basketball now. I <laughs> yeah. like this God one. We do a shot every time we say C or UCF.
0: <laughs> that was the first time we said it today.
4: I think. I know that. Well,
0: that's What's, two there's, shots. There's, there's
4: two. <laughs> yeah. Well, excuse we, me. We
2: really do, for the most part, ignore them for good reason because.
3: Yeah. Well, obviously. They're
1: worthy of being ignored, but what are you going to do? Oh, um, Connor, you got some news for us that you, you wrote a story uh, today. Uh, big thing happening next week. What's going on, buddy?
0: We are very excited about this. We are having a Daily Stampede watch party. Um, this is going down in South, Tam- South Tampa, Beef Brady's, 2819 South McDill, MacDill, uh, Palmasia. Um twenty percent, Beefs is generous, uh work this out for us. Twenty percent of everything you eat and drink on next Friday night is gonna go right back to us at thedailystamp.com. Um we can use that for travel for some of our riders to away games, we can use that for a bowl game potentially, we can uh get merchandise for you guys with that kind of it's just a fundraiser for us next Friday night um so come out again it's 2819 South McDill beefs in South Tampa uh, we're gonna have a pair of Black Friday tickets um for USF and CDOT and um we're gonna have pretty much everyone on this podcast the, the, the normal guys at this Balluminati podcast crew and Jamie who one of our writers um lives in the Dallas area. He's driving up to Tulsa and he's going to be there covering and tweeting all, all for us in the press box. So we're going to have him call in if Anthony, our producer uh, can figure that figure out, figure that out somehow. That'll be kind of cool. We're going to have like a live halftime show at beefs. Uh, we're going to have reserved tables. I'm going to have green and gold beads. It's we're going to go all out. So be there. We're starting it at six o'clock for a seven o'clock kickoff next Friday against Tulsa.
4: It'll happen. And yes. And we also use need to use that money to pay Jamie hazard paid. Because he's driving up to he's Tulsa. He's driving
2: to Tulsa. Yeah, he's driving alone. To, uh, driving to Tulsa Poor oh, bastard. by himself.
3: <laughs> I wanted to go to Tulsa. Why didn't For you go? For what? I don't know. Just to say, I went to Tulsa. I heard it's fun. Really? Yeah. Okay.
2: Like I heard that there's, there's a hard rock there. I'm sure you get a discount.
3: I definitely get a discount. <laughs> definitely <laughs> get a discount. So there's absolutely that. get a discount.
2: So yeah, I don't I don't know what the crowds gonna be like for Tulsa on the road either, especially because it's a Friday
0: night, which makes it.
3: Do they have an airport?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Oklahoma uh, City? It might be your closest. No, that, got, I'm looking it up. That's probably it's, your. closest. Oh,
2: I didn't. No, they do have an airport because I looked. Because yeah, I they was do. looking at flights.
0: Oh, you mentioned the game is on Friday night. That you may, probably ask. You might be asking why we're doing the watch party on a Friday night. Well. Uh, We figured it it would work better. I frequent that beefs a lot. I know that the West Virginia alumni chapter of Tampa is there. The Clemson, Michigan State, they're all there on Saturdays. It's total madhouse. So this way on a Friday night, we can have the place filled with USF people without having to worry about any other games going on. I know there's a plant game that night a couple blocks down the street, but that won't be a problem. But um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. And we hope to see you next Friday night.
2: And Beef's closes, at, like, generally at the end of the game, they'll close. So, like, you might want to head out for a couple beverages afterward. You're in a pretty good neighborhood because Connor and I may or may not have gone to a bar about a block away and watched football. for. <laughs> and Vito was with us, too. 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. We <laughs> sat there. No, it was later than that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we, we were there for... 10, 11 hours <laughs> watching football uh last week. Um oh, yeah. We had should we should we tell the Hawaii story? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so oh my god. We've got four TVs up watching the games on the screen at the dog in on what is that on Beta Bay mm-hmm. in, in South Tampa. And so we're there and when we get there, we're the only ones there. But then was it the three thirty games, the gators, people start coming in yeah, before state start people start come in? So like changed a couple of the TVs, but like we had some some financial interest in some of the games that were going on <laughs> on some of the bigger TV. But one of the ones that was not on a TV and was only available on an app last week is Hawaii and San Jose State. <laughs> one of us may have had an interest in the outcome of that sporting <laughs> event that was significant. So um, anyway, I it got to the point where we're watching the game on an iPhone. OK, and it goes to five overtimes in the most insane crazy football game both teams missed four field goals mm-hmm. in a row combined in overtime <laughs> just total well, it was madness. one of which was an extra point <laughs> yeah literally order like, well, like Five i overtime i didn't even watch that one cuz the game's over like i just i left the scroll up but then i didn't even watch the actual kick cuz i'm like there's no way he's missing this he missed it um so we're like very emotionally invested in two of the bottom 15 teams in the country playing a football game.
0: <laughs> well,
1: Hawaii is actually good this year.
2: No, they're not by the numbers. Like, I think they're good, but they make a lot of dumb mistakes. Their defense isn't nearly as good as it should be. And those receivers run horrible routes. I still love the bows, though. But but you were watching this with a, a, a very active interest in this game. And like, it looks ridiculous because there's four games on the big screen and we're all staring very intently at a four-inch phone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watching this game. And
4: like, then we would all cheer, and everyone would look up like, what yeah. was that? What, what happened? What happened Penn State-Ohio State? What happened Florida? And they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, no, we're, we're, we're looking at Hawaii-San no. Jose State.
2: <laughs> no, Cole McDonald just made a first down. Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> so back off.
4: You should have seen this double reverse flea flicker, oh. man. In the fifth overtime. In the fifth overtime. Oh, my.
2: So that was fun. But anyway, we that was really fun. And, like, if you just want to go with your – that's why I would – Everybody thinks I'm crazy. I would rather play on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. I'd rather play on Thursday nights. I'd rather play at weird times because I would much rather our game be different and then I can go watch everybody else for 12 hours and go nerd out
3: on college. I need you to stop
1: talking right now. (laughs) Stop. You sound stupid. Really? I
3: I understand Fridays. I get it. That's cool. Thursdays, I can't do. Thursdays are never good.
2: You, well, sure. if They're you never, know what's coming, though, you take. No. The, I mean, take Friday off. Oh, no. because everyone it can do that. Doesn't matter. Come I mean, on, son. A lot of if you do get noticed okay. generally on Thursday, get you Most, get noticed before the season on the day.
3: You have to think about the students, though. That's that, what you no, have to. No, I think agree. About.
2: That's
1: fair.
3: But for road games, Thursday night road games. Uh, what? It doesn't matter. No. No, absolutely it's the Thursday not. ever. I would rather play it on 3.30
1: on a Saturday. Well, I would rather play noon on a Saturday. That's true. I, yeah, because then you can go watch everybody else. Then. Exactly. That's kind of fun yeah. too. Okay, so the ECU game, uh, I was out of the press box at like midnight. I was like, I don't want to do that. For noon games, I'm gone by 4, 4.30. Like, Connor was out like at 2 a.m.
3: Again, that 8 o'clock game was great. It was like it ridiculous. It felt good outside. I didn't hate tailgating because it was already, the sun was already going down. So I don't mind 8 Clock games, exactly.
2: I I guess I'm just weird. I just want to. I want to watch us. I want to focus on us and us alone. Like I won't watch any other games when we're on. But like when there's, I want to watch as much college football as possible. And when we play on Thursdays and Fridays, that means I got got that sweet life. There's TVs in there. Yeah, but it's not the same. And yeah, your sweet life having been in the suite with pickle at a game you can't really focus on the game cuz there's this really loud shrill sound coming from the other side of the suite just screaming on every down like at one point she's like screaming. you were okay, screaming at one point and there was screaming. a pin- no, no 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 you were like
3: i was the- loudly talking you were like <laughs> what the- and I the, did not say no, that. No, you
2: actually did There were and children th- present. The, and there and there was a flag on the field, and it was like, somebody. they were just running out of string, but nobody was making a play because there was a flag on the field. What is happening? And you were screaming, and there was a flag, and it was coming all back anyway. And I was like, honey, it's okay. We're
3: going to be fine. We're going to win. It was Georgia Tech. Whatever, and dude. We're going to be fine. Okay, well, I'm just really into the game sometimes. She is. It's, it's really, and
2: like, it's, it's, it's kind, kind of fun high. to watch, actually, because she's really It
3: great. is, and it's, like, slightly embarrassing because in the suite next to us is, like, Pam and Les Muma. <laughs> and, like, and like Mike Kelly and his family and I'm just like, hey. <laughs> like, please don't look to your left.
4: <laughs> Colin, it sounds like a blasty blast. What are you doing? Oh, I, you, like
2: it's so weird like when I'm in the suites like I don't know if it's like press box Instinct kicked in but I'm pretty chill. When I sat in the stands though for ECU and like for the whole four quarters like I'm and a couple beverages too yeah. and then like yeah. I'm like,
3: this is bullshit.
2: Like, I was so I got full fan experience, which is nice. I I'm see, I need to there. do
3: that. I have season tickets, and I just like I, I'm just always in the suite just because it's easier. I go with my friends, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna go down, like, no, I don't want to do that. But Black, I think for uh, Black, Friday. Black Friday, absolutely, yeah, to absolutely, yeah, like, no, nobody's Friday, gonna want me in the suite. Who's
1: for that trying game. to get into a fight on Black Friday is <laughs> basically what it's gonna come down to.
2: Last um, year was so, of much all fun. of us sitting at the table, Lauren is absolutely the one who would most likely get in a fight on Black Friday. <laughs>
3: Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> I was honestly like very nervous to go to Orlando last we, year. I,
1: I, us four were together yeah. prior to the yeah, game. Right, and it wasn't. It, yeah, we drove um,
3: up. Um,
1: I mean, it wasn't too bad. It was, there was probably
3: like, one of the best college games I've been to. And oh, yeah. I like, had such a great game, time. Prior to the game, no one really gave us any
1: crap. There was that one dude who I think he called this bitches. Mm, yeah, he did. Like,
3: oh, good one. <laughs> good like, one what?
1: No. <laughs> that's about it. By UCF standards, that's like nothing. Thing. Like I, yeah. I've literally been at
2: games for like volleyball and soccer where tires have been slashed and hubcaps have been stolen. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not talking Doug Woolard's tire slashed. I'm talking like another.
3: No, I'm glad I tires. went because people told me they're like, don't go. I'm like really? They're like yeah, it's kind of scary. I'm like, oh, I'm, what? Yeah. It's Disney. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of Mickey Mouse. It's just a right? bunch of yeah. magic everywhere.
1: Yeah. Um, couple more housekeeping things. Uh, USF is receiving votes in the AP and the coaches poll. They're up to, let me... 83, 84? 26 in both, 20, thought, right? Uh 26 in, uh, I believe, the top, the AP poll. Mm. Um, 26 in the coaches poll too, right? I thought it was 27 in AP. 27 in the AP okay. behind Boise, and then 26 in the coaches yeah. poll behind NC State. If you think USF's one of the top 25 teams in America right now, if you're If you think insane. they're top 30 right now. Five.
0: 40. Do you think it's just because
3: they're undefeated? Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, writers are lazy. Yeah. They see a Georgia Tech win on there. Without knowing that Georgia Tech is terrible. terrible. Booty hole. So after that game, I
2: said that I thought that Georgia Tech win would look better as the season went on because I thought Georgia Tech would improve, especially with the new quarterback yeah. and they would get better.
1: Nope. I was wrong. wrong. They are not good. Uh, then they lost the pit, who then got uh, demolished and destroyed, buried by UCM. I mean, yeah. so not it's, even
0: ever in the game at any point. Right, it Makes me
1: sweat. Oh, wow. our, again, our best win might be Elon. Uh, I had another FCS <laughs> Wait, opponent what, what did you just say our best win might be Elon I thought you said UConn and I was like no no no, no Elon. I mean money, yeah worry, it's, it's like um, much like, like last year uh, I mean depending on how you feel about the middle school in Lubbock Stony Brook was our best win that was the best team that we played and beat isn't that nuts yeah so
3: but when you look at last year we almost beat you know who so yeah
4: so there's that The never mind
3: Okay. National champions. I think we should still play a game.
2: What? Play a game. Want to play a game? Want to play a game? We'll play
4: again? I like that game. <laughs> we got drinking.
2: We got booze. We can do drinking games.
4: Yeah. Oh, no. um, 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 On Tuesday nights. Totally like, normal. Last, <laughs> last bit of housekeeping. Violet, the pup, is uh, hanging out with us right now.
1: Yeah, she, she is. She's is. So the cute
4: pup? She is Where's sweetest?
1: She's laying down. Oh, she's over there. Sick she's out. hanging out.
4: Violet's having fun. She's,
2: she has to stop nipping at people. It's not okay. Her first birthday was this week. Oh, um, we got her an ice cube and okay, what? The, it was her birthday. We got her an ice cube. That's big the worst one. But it was a big one. Well, what else? Is, does she want to wear anything? People who make their dogs wear things are humanizing no, the dogs. And it's you not her okay.
3: all the toys and some new She's treats. got toys. She likes her toys. And you go get her a little doggy massage.
2: I think she should have a doggy bed. And I'm kind of mad her father hasn't bought her a doggy bed yet. Because like. The dog like there are these ones. If you listen to the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, you probably don't, but you should. Um, They sell doggy beds for like the different sizes of dogs. And they have a gallery of all of the dogs sitting on the beds that they sell on the podcast. The beds look like legitimately human, comfortable for dogs. <laughs> like
3: <laughs> that sounds great.
2: I mean, they're so amazing, like super like plush and thick and all like that. So and that's
4: not humanizing
2: the dog. <laughs> no, and it's giving the dog a comfort because dogs, bigger dogs, especially get arthritis, as they always say on the podcast. So it helps keep your dog from getting arthritis in the long run.
3: OK, yeah. very cute. All
2: right. So let's play a game. Um, all right, pickle. So I'm going to throw out. Okay. USF things no. that have happened and you're just gonna give me a one-word
3: okay.
2: summary. Okay. Okay. Remember, this is taped on a podcast, so if you say something really horrible. I'm gonna tell you to delete it. Right. And if I it's, hear it, I will sue. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Good luck with that. Our <laughs> <laughs> we have to make money. You have to can't yep. draw blood from a turn up, honey. So <laughs> all right, let's um Okay, let's go. Mark Harlan.
3: Disappointing.
2: The Slow Flow uniforms. Fire. McNeese State.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: on Campus Stadium. One day. Indoor
0: practice facility. Now. Judy Ginshaft.
3: See ya. I'll miss ya. Sorry that... It's more than one word. <laughs> <laughs> Skip Holtz. Absolutely not. The new Marshall Center. Haven't seen it. Really? mm
1: The new Adidas gear.
3: Underwhelming. The black jerseys. Lots of potential. The new academic logo. Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Quint Flowers Goat
2: <laughs> Marlon Mack
3: I don't know the good word for it uh, I just love him
2: Favorite Olympic sport Curling Favorite Olympic sport that USF offers What are you doing?
3: Oh i was like oh this is different uh i don't know i don't know your favorite non-football team um
2: your favorite team that's not football probably women's basketball colin sherwin's hair (laughs) very gray (laughs) you said you had fire takes issue your first fire take
3: My first fire take is our offensive coordinator. Do I just talk? Yeah.
2: That's kind of how podcasts work.
3: Well, (laughs) like, I mean, I just, I've never been a fan. I think the only time I was ever a fan was probably the first three games this season. And I was like, wow, we're doing different things and not just doing the same play every single time. And then obviously the last game, I don't know what happened. And it just is a lot to just, it's just, I feel like I'm disappointed constantly. And it was really funny because, you know, like on Facebook where you have like your memories pop up, I had a a little status and it was like, USF is like a really bad boyfriend. You want to believe he'll change, but they never do. And I was like, oh, wow. At least... We won and broke a bunch of microphones yep. at the same time. <laughs> way to be Connor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, that's just like one of mine. It's just, it's always on my, I just, I don't like that guy. And I try and I try and I try and I just feel like I just can never like him.
2: Is it because of what happens on the field or is it the way that he reacts to it off the field? Or is there any specific reason?
3: I think it's a little bit of both. So obviously it's, obviously it's what I care about on the field, right? Like that's what I want to win. That's all it that happens that's what I care about. But I think his reactions off the field make me a little crazy too. Cause I really appreciate when Charlie strong is like, not afraid to say like, this is where we struggle. This is what we didn't do well. This is whatever. And I just feel like he lives in a little fantasy world where he's just like, Oh, you know, well, we got it. And I'm like, no, you don't got it. (laughs) So uh, it's just, it's
2: frustrating. So I I have a question that, about football and I, we sort of went about football and and how it caters to women in a way earlier, but there is some controversy across the country about like these events that they do before the season where they try and like show, teach women football. You know I mean? They do them across the country. I know some of them have been labeled as misogynist and things like that. Um, Please represent um, 50.1% of the world's population and tell me like what, like as a as a true football fan and somebody who like appreciates the game, do you think that is good, bad? Do you think it like helps the cause? Do you think it brings more people in, or is it just sort of like a little pat on the head, condescending?
3: Um, so I know they did one recently. Mm-hmm. At-
2: USF's done them for years, but they haven't been nearly as controversial as some of the other ones that have been more. The
1: one in Orlando, I believe, had a boutique. That yeah. that was one of the drawing points for
3: like a boutique at the camp. Yeah, like what what mm-hmm. like
1: that just sold uh UCF gear it was a, a that Oh was so like, like a
3: mer- like merchandise
1: basically but it, they called it a boutique.
3: Okay. So I disagree with that. I think that's just that's weird to call when I think of a boutique I think of either like high-end shopping or like getting my hair and nails done. Um but I really do appreciate camps. I think they're cool. I think it's fun for women to kind of go and have that experience and just kind of get to, I know like even at Raymond James with like the bucks, they do one and it's like, you know, women red, whatever. And I think it's cool that they can get behind it and, um, learn about different aspects of football. Like, I mean, I'm, I i do not know everything about football, like half the stuff that you guys say, that's like all like terms and everything. You can just like, I, I was waiting
2: for you to like yell nerds at some point. Like, yeah, that totally like it's accepted. just
3: like, and I'm here and I can follow it, but, I don't care that much to learn it like that. All I want to do is watch football. I know what's going on. I've played flag football. I'm good at flag football, so I get it. (laughs) And like, it's just, I don't, I don't agree with, I think that just, it needs to be marketed correctly. I think that has a lot to do with what anything, right? Like if it's not marketed well, it's not going to do well. So if you, you know, Oh, featuring a boutique, like that's not going to get my attention. If I'm a girl and I'm interested in football, like be like, you know, star quarterback, whatever is going to be there and help you, you know, learn this, this, this. And I'll be like, that's awesome. I have, a. it's all about the experience, I think. And if you're catering to what is traditionally what a female is, I think that you're not going to get the results that you want.
2: Last, um, representing half the world's uh, gender here mm-hmm. for us. Um, ye, where are the best places for USF fans to go buy gear if you are female? Because this is the number one complaint that we hear all the time from uh, people. So we get it from guys. I can't imagine how bad it is for girls.
3: No, it's actually really bad. So, oh, this could be a really hot take. Okay. So, um, <laughs> fire, flame. I honestly, I don't own any women centered women targeted apparel. I don't, I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's trendy. I, I, I have yet to see anything where I'm just like, oh, that's a cute top or that's a cute dress. Everything I find is gators. It's FSU, it's central Florida. And it's just like, I don't understand why we can't just like do stuff like I've, I was in a sorority, the girls that are in the sorority now, they make their own stuff and they make it cute. And I'm just like, I just don't understand why we have to make it when someone should be able to, to you know, make it and sell it. And there are different companies. I mean, I was on Twitter and they talked about the, uh, a Haley boutique and how they were promoting, uh, up the road instead of right here. And they got a lot of backlash for it. And then a company went in and gave them their stuff. And I said, you know, yeah, they, I actually was in that you know store. I saw them doing that. That's awesome. And they were like, did you buy anything? And I, Didn't even have the heart to tell him, like, no, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, it's good that it's out there. It's just sometimes too much is not good. Like, I want less. I just want a logo. I just want something that doesn't have someone else's logo all over it. Like I get it. It's your stuff, but you don't need to show it like that. Like if someone asked me, where did you get your top? I'm going to tell them what the company is. That's how girls work. We, it's all w- word of mouth. We Instagram everything. We're basically walking advertisements. Now, um, nowadays girls are going to tag where they get their stuff literally almost in every Instagram post. They're like, you know, dress by blah, blah, blah. Cause they want to be an influencer, even though they have 20 followers. Um, it's just, (laughs) I like, I, I just, I always go to thrift stores and I find uh, old stuff and I try to like, just like tie it up, cut it, make it like look trendy and cool. And until someone makes something that is worthy of my hard earned money, then that's what I'm going to continue doing. If you can get into a market where you have really pretty girls marketing your stuff. Then other people are going to be like, wow, what else do they have? Oh, look, they have all this men's gear. They have all these kids gear, k- gear for pets or whatever. And it's just, it's all about good marketing. And I just feel like if I'm constantly throwing a logo in someone's face, like you never see high end products getting commercial all the time because people know what they are. They just want to buy the product.
2: Sounds like we've given a free business model to someone out there in the Tampa Bay community to uh, go make a lot of money, at least on college gear there's yeah. a model here somebody go do it
3: i'll be a partner yeah you have <laughs> you have your first
2: you, you have your first uh picture model
1: um real quick let's go around the other olympic sports um women's soccer uh, they went one and one over the weekend. Uh, they crushed UConn on the last Thursday, four uh, nil. Evelyn Vians had two goals. Uh, she's still really, really good. Um, then they lost one nothing to Temple in a double OT, um, yeah. despite outshooting Temple twelve to six.
0: First ever time Temple has beaten USF in women's soccer. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> you know what in Philly. In Philly. Yeah. Sunday afternoon.
2: You have to spend Sunday afternoon outdoors in North Philadelphia. First one ranked
0: opponent ever in Temple Women's Best.
3: Real quick. Are you guys going to Temple?
2: Yeah, I'll be there. Yes. Oh, oh me too. You have a thing the night before, by the way. I have a thing. You have a thing to do the night before.
3: Uh, I yeah. don't like the sound of that.
2: It's, it's, <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. It's very
3: um, good. The Bucks are playing at the Giants the next day yep, too. Yeah, I'm going to that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Really? I think I'm going to get tickets. Yeah.
2: And the Lightning and play gotcha. uh, the Flyers the same day.
3: I know. Yeah. Oh, tri- my God. Triple, header, triple, triple What a Tampa weekend, but What's go up? Giants. Sorry.
1: <laughs> mm. um, <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we put it all together. Don't yeah, right. that out. Uh, men's soccer uh, beats Stetson, Stetson on Tuesday and then beat Tulsa 3-2 in double overtime on Saturday. Uh, they're 4-5-1, 1-0-1 in the conference. Uh, they've kind of turned around since that, that slow start to the season. Um, notable. Women sailing. Killing it again.
2: Let's <laughs> go. Finished
1: first. They're on a boat, people. <laughs> uh... They finished first at the 2018 A M A I S A M-A-I-S-A, <laughs> <laughs> Sail Pack that's Women's helpful. Regatta, hosted by NC State at Lake Crabtree in Cary, North Carolina. Um, so crushed it. Good crushed for them. <laughs> I mean, they continue to uh, be one of the best programs on campus that's in St. Pete.
3: So Nate, what does that stand for?
1: Fuck,
2: I
3: don't know <laughs> so,
2: actually I used to know this because we had a girl win a national championship if you know um, this right
3: now I'll give you a hundred dollars okay uh
2: it, the oh, last ones are intercollegiate the last acronyms. the the last part of it is intercollegiate sailing Association I know that the um first I want to say South Atlantic, South Atlantic Intercollegiate
1: Sailing Association.
4: Fuck Give them. me my money.
1: Okay. What's, what's MA? So, uh, so you have the SAISA, right? SAISA.
2: South Atlantic Intercollegiate Sailing Association. Black chip, please. Just a black chip. You work at a
1: casino. You know what that I means. know what that Okay. Means. No purple. South Atlantic District of the Inter intercollegiate inter- interscholastic oh, wrong. wrong wrong sorry bro so great, man. I'm gonna like, keep my black chip <laughs> <That's a>
3: tough...
1: <laughs> and yeah, you can go to the hard rock
3: and earn it yourself
1: <laughs> um yeah. so suck it you suck <laughs> shocking shocking that you're bad yeah oh
3: I pull that I get that far out of my ass but I suck okay guys <laughs> yep. that was pretty good that was pretty
1: good men's tennis I had was... a successful weekend at the Bedford Cup um they advanced to the flight uh Alberto Ber- Barroso Campos advanced to the Flight 1 Singles Championship and Flight 1 Doubles Consolation Championship with teammate Jacob Wojcik. Uh, and then men's and women's basketball both opened up their training camps. So basketball season almost here, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but volleyball. Yes. Volleyball, guys. Uh, they have won three straight matches against uh, UNF, Memphis and Tulane without dropping a single set since that five set loss against Central Florida sure. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and joining us on the podcast, the Illuminati podcast presented by RP Electrical Solutions, LLC, 813 949 2390, is USF Women's Volleyball Head Coach Courtney Draper. All right, joining the Illuminati podcast for the very first time. USF Women's Volleyball Head Coach Courtney Draper, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Coach, uh, it's Connor. Thank you so much for taking the time. I just wanted to ask you, I don't want to go all the way back to it because now you guys have gone on this tear where you haven't lost a, uh, you've won nine straight sets. You- clean sweep over the weekend but the atmosphere a couple Fridays ago at the corral I was there I told the guys here and I even wrote about it that it was really one of the best on-campus atmospheres I can remember maybe outside of a couple women's basketball games or but uh, um, what was it like playing in front I know we dropped it in a five-set heartbreaker but what was it like playing volleyball in that kind of atmosphere they had to bring in some extra seating even turn some people away but what was like what was it like playing in front of the fans that night
5: yeah, it was incredible. Um, you know, obviously, UCF really is always going to draw a big crowd because everybody wants to beat them. And uh, you know, our students were there, our student-athletes were there, our entire administration, and tons of people from the community. So we, we certainly appreciate that support. And I think that it makes it a really tough environment to play in. It's almost like we're playing with a seventh person on the court when you have such, such a great uh, fan support there's a lot of people in our conference that say the corral is one of the toughest places to play. And so, you know, we only have so many home matches of course you want to try and tack it out every time you play. It's only about a thousand. So um, it's not too difficult to fill uh, when you're playing good volleyball.
1: Mm -hmm. So, Coach, what has been the biggest difference for you guys this year? You struggled last year, and now you're 13-3, heading to a huge game on Friday against Wichita State. What's been the key for you guys uh, so far this season?
5: Yeah, I'd say there's a few things that are contributing to our success this year. Um, I I really love the leadership uh, that we're getting from Clara Payne. Brianna Stoll, and also Jakara Walker, who's new to the program but uh, made immediate impact not just in her level of play, but also the way that she can lead a team. Um, you know, the team votes for captains, and they voted for those three kids. And someone like Jakara, who just entered our program, you know, she has immediate trust from her teammates and, um, and a high expectation of her teammates as well. So um, I think, you know, the leadership has been really solid for us this year. Um, and then just our our first contact has become a lot better. Um, obviously, CeCe Clausen, our freshman libero, um, who was up to at one point she was top twenty in the country in digs percent. Um, she's she's really fun to watch, but she just keeps us in system a little bit better, um, both on serve receive as well as defense. Uh, and um, Jakar is helping in that area as well. We just we can con- we can have better control of the ball this year than we had in the past. So I think that those are the, probably the two. Uh, biggest factors. I will say we got a little bit more height um, on our team this year as well, and I think that's just um, making a more competitive gym environment and practice every day. You know, we have to hit around a big block. Um, you know, even even if some of these young kids aren't aren't major contributors yet, they will be eventually, and they're really helping our program. I mean, you know, when our A team plays our B team, it's it's close. It's competitive. It's not any type of a blowout, which Maybe in years past it had been. So, you know, I think I think a few things are contributing uh, to it. But if I had to pick a few, those would be my top ones.
0: And coach, uh, you know, you've already surpassed your entire win total. Uh, We're just about halfway through the season, currently 13 and three finished last year, 12 and 18. So it's definitely been an an impressive turnaround. And Clara Payne um, was named actually to the honor honor roll yesterday. She's been around the program for a while, 22 kills and two matches over the weekend. What, What does she mean to this team? Just kind of that leadership role she has?
5: Yeah, I mean, Claire is like the heart and soul of this team, I feel like. And she, too, has extremely high expectations of her teammates. I mean, every day in practice, she's pushing them to work harder. And, yeah, when you've been at the same place for four years, you really want to see the team excel as you're on your way out. So I think we have four seniors, and all of them have have a major sense of urgency um, because it's their their last go at it, you know, and they want to be able to hang a banner. So um, I think – you know, all of our seniors are doing a great job, but obviously Clara has been a go-to player for us. And um, yeah, she's, she's just, she's having a phenomenal senior season.
2: Hey coach, it's your designated shell. Um, So I'm just so excited to see you finally be able to get this um, where you want it to be in at 13 and three, but I have like two macro issues that I want to ask you about in terms of like the conference. first of all, um, there is no conference tournament and you're playing 20 regular season games right now. Is that something that you would like to see change?
5: Yes. So actually um, our athletic directors did vote a tournament in starting in 2019. So we will have a conference tournament next year. Um, and we'll probably go to an East West type format, um, which isn't all that different than what we're doing right now. Cause it's, it, we can't, we don't have enough uh, dates on the schedule to be able to play everybody twice um but yes we will have a conference tournament next year and you know our staff and our athletes are really excited about that
2: um is that something that usf would be interested in possibly hosting as well especially with the crowds that you're drawing this year
5: of course yeah i mean who wouldn't want to come to, to florida in november right um <laughs> so we, we would love that and there's still um, a lot of discussion to be had and we'll, we'll have that conversation at the final four when we have our conference coaches meetings. Um, cause I'm not sure yet if it's going to be a neutral site, we might have to do neutral site, um, just for, you know, cost and preparing. Um, so as soon as people lock it in, they know where they're going. Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to shake out yet, but of course, um, we, we would love to be able to host in the corral. What a great place to play.
2: And, uh, also I, the RPIs, uh, the first round of RPIs came out this week. Um, our neighbors up the street finished 14th, a um, couple teams in the 40s. Uh, is this a strong enough league to make, get two and three bids this year?
5: Oh, I think three for sure. I really do. I think, I think we'll be a three-bid league. And uh, the only thing is, <laughs> um, it is so competitive. It's the strongest charity since I've been at USF for sure, or since the conference has been alive. And um, I do think that... People are going to be beating each other up a little bit, Um, so that could obviously play a part in it. But um, it is—it's a very strong volleyball conference. The last two years, we finished in the top five as far as top conferences in the country. We were even ahead of the ACC um, in 2016. So certainly, great, great volleyball is being played, and you know we're happy to be a part of it.
2: Awesome. Well, as someone who's seen you up close, have to fight through this for all this, all these years and all the struggles that it takes to be an Olympic sport coach at USF, I am so happy that you have been able to, to get it on the right track this year and finally get the support also, not only from the university, but from the school that you need to, or from the fans as well, that you need to, to move forward and really grow this thing.
5: Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I feel that from not just the community, but like you said, the administration and You know, Jose Fernandez called me last night, left me a message saying how how proud and happy he is. And, you know, I'm close with uh, Denise and Erica, and they're all just our our biggest cheerleaders. I see so many, you know, Brian Gregory, most of our games. Like, I just really appreciate, um, you know, the support from everybody at USF. It's really fun.
0: And last one out of me, uh, coach, um, you mentioned it's great to hear, first of all, that there's going to be a conference tournament in in 2019, but there is isn't one this year and a big stretch coming up here at home um, uh, with Wichita State, the defending league champions on Friday night at the Corral, four straight conference matches at the at the Corral, actually with Tulsa, UConn and Temple coming in here as well. So safe to say this is a uh, pretty important stretch of the schedule coming up here starting Friday night.
5: Yeah, so the next two weeks are going to be really, really important for us. Um, I mentioned earlier how we don't get to play everybody twice. Um, So this weekend we have Wichita State on Friday and Tulsa on Sunday, and we only get to play them once. So I keep reminding our kids when you only get one crack at them, it's super important to take care of business. Um, And Wichita State, they're always very, very talented, and I uh, have extreme admiration for their head coach who's been there for a long time and had a ton of success. Um, But I will say they're a little young this year, and they definitely have some weaknesses. So we've been working on some of that um, already in practice this week. And then uh, we'll play Tulsa on Sunday at noon. And just a reminder that we will always do a free clinic after our Sunday matches um, for kids who are middle school and younger. So our whole team stays and our staff stays. And we do a 60-minute clinic uh, just to kind of give back to the community. We, we say thanks for coming to our match and cheering us on. In return, we're going to do a free clinic for you. So, you know, I certainly expect the corral to be packed again this weekend. Um, and then the weekend after uh, is Yukon uh, Temple, and Yukon's uh, off to a great start. And Temple is always uh, near the top of the conference. So i um, really happy to be at home uh, two weeks in a row. Uh, I feel like it's a really good time of the year to be able to be at home <laughs> because we're about at the halfway point. And... Um, yeah, it's going to be a really exciting
1: weekend uh, coming up. Coach, you talked about the Wichita State game this Friday. It's a whiteout. The first 250 fans will receive a free T-shirt. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Wichita was in one of the weirdest games, just looking at the box score. They, they lost to Tulsa their first loss in conference play, and one of their sets went 41-39. Have you ever been a part of a, a, a set that went to that much, that far?
5: I have not. Um, it was funny because we were actually on the road. We were in New Orleans and our team was following the live staff. So we, we saw the score going back and forth and back and forth. And yeah, the, that first set was 41, I'm sorry, forty-one thirty-nine. 39. And then they, it ended up going five sets. So, uh, and today we actually, we did some conditioning in practice today, not because they were in trouble just to continue to condition and stay in great shape. And, and we said, you know you could be a part of a battle like that where the first set of a five set match got to the 40s so we just have to be prepared for anything um and i really do think that everybody you know this conference is it's just a complete dogfight so every night uh, you know could, could go extra points and extra sets and we just got to be prepared for that um but and we kind of had some conversation with our team everyone was asking how what's the highest score you've ever played to? And, you know, there were some high 30s, but nobody in the 40s. So that was that was pretty crazy, especially, again, that being that first set of five, they had to have been exhausted by that um, fifth set
1: absolutely I, I, I thought it was a misprint when i saw it in the box <laughs> yeah. i was like that can't be right
5: <laughs> Yep.
2: awesome yeah thanks coach thanks for the time and uh good luck this weekend we will uh be cheering you on and uh it's you know 13 and 3 that's pretty damn impressive
5: well, thank you <laughs> all yeah. right guys i appreciate it thanks so much
2: thank you so much thanks, coach. For thanks coach. Good luck.
5: okay bye
2: all thanks right. to coach draper for the time um Again, if you haven't, if you've never been to a game at the Corral, like you've probably heard me yell about volleyball for, I don't know how many years, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, um, they are, it's a, it's a great sport to watch, especially in person go out, show support. This team has really turned a corner. Um, they've struggled for a lot of years and, and some of it has been things in their control and some of it hasn't, but the fact that they're finally going to be able to, um, draw some crowds and, and, you know, and they are competitive for an NCAA bid right now. And so if they can find a way to, to make a run here late in the season, they can get back to the NCAA tournament for the first time since I was there. God, I was sitting in the front row as an undergraduate the last time I was 2002, um, and, that team has two people that are now varsity head coaches at the D one level. Um, and that was a a really fun group. Uh, and so to be able to see this team, turn it back around and get back to that level has been terrific. So go bulls. I'm so happy for Courtney and her team.
1: All right. And thank you for listening to the Bloom naughty podcast presented by RP electrical solutions, LLC. Shout out Lauren pickle. Thanks for coming. Thanks for, thanks thanks for coming and, uh, making, This podcast is a lot better Thanks for classing up the place
3: dude You guys are so sweet, go Bulls
1: Go Bulls. Go
3: Bulls Go
4: Bulls Go Bulls